All right, guys. So we're uh, into episode eight of the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and this week's guest is Luke Sandow. Is it Sandow or Sandow? You did a little mix of the two there, mate. You just like went Sandow. So that was good. I think you <laughs> both of them together there. That was good. Speak, speak up a bit. I want to make sure they can hear you. Well, I say Sandow. So like Sandow. Okay. I say Sandow. Then... So Luke, Luke is my guest this week, and uh, we've been trying to line this up because. Uh, I'm a fan of the sport. I'm a fan of Luke's. And I think um, I have a lot of questions that I think other people do too because usually we don't get to ask some of these things and we don't get to hear about them online because some people think some bodybuilders when they're writing their Instagrams and stuff like that think that people don't care, but I think people do care. So we're going to try and draw out some of the emotion today and I kind of want to know, my first question is going to get right into it. I want to know what it feels like to be third at the Arnold's in Ohio. That was, that's my first question is I want to know, because the best I, the best I placed at the Arnold's is sixth, and it was pretty incredible, but to be third is like, it's a, it's a big deal, man. It's fucking crazy. Because when, <laughs> when we were lined up with the top six, actually, after prejudging, everyone was like, Luke, you're like, you could be as high as... Some people were like, we've got you winning. And I was like, you're fucking mental. And other people were like, we got, well, you could be second, third, but you're definitely in the top three. And I was like, Pff. yeah. Um, so when they called out the top six, cause I, you find out you're in the top six, what, like um, about three hours before you actually get your trophy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're lying out the back. They tell you we're in the top six. And I was like, yes, yeah, sixth. That's so fucking good. Yeah. And when they were, but it's, I think I think the main thing that blew me away the most, I forgot there was money involved. So uh, yeah. they checked fifty thousand dollars. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so uh, that was cool. It's like a year's salary all at once. Nice. Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't even, I haven't spent a penny of it. To be fair, I'm saving it. That's something me and you discussed before about uh, money and bodybuilding. You don't, you do a good, good job of saving your earnings. Yes. Well, I'm investing into businesses. Um, I've just actually today had a meeting today with a company who are going to do some merch for me. So they're going to do our clothing and t-shirts and hoodies and other cool stuff. I've actually hired a company that does all the merch for like metal bands. Yep. Someone who's nothing to do with bodybuilding at all. Um, cause yeah. I think, uh, it's just all, I want to do something different. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping my merch will be pretty fucking cool. So we'll see. So I want I want you to tell everybody, because I feel like it's really interesting. So how do you go about, how do you plan your finances for bodybuilding? Like how do you decide what you're going to spend and what's not spent? Cause aren't you one of these people that just, you haven't spent anything you earn from bodybuilding? What do you mean? How do you mean? What is it like? How do you mean? Like, like, do you, you save all your earnings from bodybuilding and you, um, how does that work? About, I save about half of it, maybe just half. Like and then the rest of it is from just coaching and other things, like well, mostly just coaching and uh, training people. And you started uh, Brutal Muscle recently. Yes, and I put a lot. Of, we put some money. We put money into that as well. So that's we're not taking anything out of that because whatever we're making at the moment goes straight back in. Um, and how's? I want to know what it's like. I get into this with kind of everybody that's on the yeah. podcast, but I'm kind of interested just to hear what it's like to start a new business and how is it going? Like, is it struggle? Is it flourishing? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit slow. Uh, I won't lie. It's a bit slow, but I think it's just because of brand awareness. You just have to be, like I always describe it as like you can have a, a pill that makes your dick 10 inches, right? <laughs> no one's going to buy it. Everybody will buy it. Everybody will I mean, buy well, it. Everyone, when they start hearing about it, they're like, I mean, <laughs> but 
so yeah, we've just launched the app as well, which we've seen a nice increase in members since then. Uh, this week, I think we've got Charles Griffin training and doing some posing about a week out from Chicago. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then, you know, Nick Walker, that freak. Yeah, yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. We've got him doing some training, a couple of training videos as well. So that's coming out on our site in the next like four days. Luke, move the move the mic closer to you. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. No, uh, yeah, Nick's a freak, but yeah. so it's slow going. So, do you have when you were bodybuilding? Do you have self doubts? Like when you're getting ready for a show, when you're getting ready for things? Like, do you have self doubt that kicks in? That like, I, okay, I did for the Arnold um, yeah. a little bit, and but because I, I worked with Chris Asito, and he was very much just wouldn't let that get into my head. Yeah. But how many week? How many weeks out were you having self doubt from the start? The whole way through. The whole, the whole way through. You know, I mean, you're never 100 percent sure. Are you? I'm always I, my, in my head. I'm always thinking, especially with these, like, what the fuck am I doing? Do I even belong here? Like, what the fuck? It's like I don't want to just make. I just want, I don't embarrass myself because it's like, am I at that level yet? And that's what's yeah. in the back of my head the whole time because I never, I've never confirmed myself anywhere. Do you so, think people? You realize that people don't think that we think like that, eh? Yeah, no. Everyone probably thinks we're everyone thinks we're superhuman, and we love the way we look, and we uh, just love the attention. I was talking about this much in the bed the other day. I fucking hate attention. I don't do yeah. it for attention. So when I'm when I'm out, I, I wear something that's quite. I cover up. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be being with my kids and people are staring at me or making comments. I don't like it. Yeah. And everyone thinks and <laughs> girlfriends are always like, "Well, you're just doing it for women." Are you fucking joking? I know. Women? Women don't like this. It's the opposite. It's the opposite, yeah. I mean, I've been on Tinder like a week and I've had about no matches. So there we go. (laughs) Precisely fucking zero. So Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say, so you're on Tinder. What happened? I thought you had a girlfriend. No, I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, No, I don't have a girlfriend. Didn't work out? Didn't work out. Why why does it keep not working out? Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) It's because... If I'm honest, it's probably bodybuilding, but not because I'm not because I'm mean. Yeah, I'm just not very empathetic with people. I, I just I just go. Um, I I mean I was actually I've been talking Meaning about. So. Give me give me give me an issue. Okay, so I mean I I just I zone out. I never I just I feel like I'm not there. Um, and and I, I for me to show love is really hard because I didn't. I mean this is gonna sound bad. I wasn't. I, I my family when I was a kid were not remotely affectionate. Like yeah, wasn't that for me so yeah. that's, that's fucking difficult for me to do anyway yeah. you put a contest prep and you put being starving all the time and tired all the time on top of that i'm just so i mean for example i'll come in she told me this um obviously before we split up and she just said oh you know sometimes you would come in from the tr- from training you'd walk into the lounge straight past me into the kitchen shut the door eat and go to bed and wouldn't even or you would look at her <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it's funny when you say it, but in real life, that must have been horrible for. Oh it. yeah, for sure it would. For like, sure. And that's. And I, I'm aware of this now. I mean, at the time, I wasn't aware. She didn't. Yeah. She never said anything about the fact. That, I mean, I should shouldn't be that fucking stupid. Where, you know, people. I mean, there's a lot of listeners going to be like this. They'll be like, "Fuck it, bro. She's either with you or she's against you, man." Yeah. And all that shit, but. I fucking loved her, man, and I and I fucked it up because I wasn't there. But you, you know, this it's a nice lesson to have because it kind of makes you realize that when you are on a contest prep, you have to be vigilant of the ones you love. You have to be. Okay, but on the flip side of that, yeah. 
So when I met my wife, she was a normal girl, not a competitor, not any of that. You've basically just said that I've completely fucking ruined my wife. <laughs> she's <laughs> Since she's met me, she's gone downhill. Fuck. <laughs> it's all fucked up for me. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but I mean like, no, what I mean is she was like society normal. Like she didn't like contest prep or any of that bullshit. So when we met, I was like you, like you're so focused. I don't give a shit. And she took all of it personally. And same thing happened after like a year, yeah. we broke up. Yes. She was like, I can't fucking take this. You're too selfish. I'm out of here. I'm like, okay, well, fucking whatever. Get out. So you were the fuck yeah, bro. You were like, yeah, I was like, okay, I, was like I mean, I missed her, but I was like, all I care about is my fucking career yeah. and getting better. So fuck it. This is just not going to work. <clears throat> yeah. But what happened was when we broke up, she did like two or three shows. So about a year later, we got back together and then she understood. So, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she had competed once before, but how long, how long ago though? Well, it's quite a while, but it, I mean, regardless of that, yeah, whether she understands or not, it, it takes absolutely zero effort to look at your girlfriend in the eye and say, Hey, you okay? And then give, yeah. her, a kiss. Yeah, then give her a little kiss, then fuck off into the kitchen. That is that little bit there, that little tiny yeah. bit that takes no effort at all. That bit. Yeah. That's what I didn't do. I'm and not saying you. I'm not saying you're right. right. So what I'm saying is like it's just. I mean, like if you're like me and you you fucked up like that, maybe just just be just be a little bit nice and just think about it. Because sometimes, okay, so, so I have a know, question. It's not because you don't do it because you don't want to. It just doesn't enter your mind. Yeah. So, you're so focused on other things. I have a question. So how long yeah. ago did you break up? Uh, quite a while, a couple months. Did you try and get her back? Yeah. She's yeah. like, "Fuck you! No, there's no point." Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, just lots of shit happened as well. It just wasn't working anymore. I think the, the damage had been done, trust had been broken, blah, 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 blah. Did you sleep with someone else? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, even if I did, whatever you do when you're single, that is absolutely not of, of her concern. So. I don't think it works that way in their mind. But when she's broken up with me, and I think that's it, I'm never going to see her again. I'm never, ever going to see her again. Should Does- I fucking wait? Should me and Junior Luke wait, or should we just crack on? Like, you've got to think about it, mate, because it's like, I'm not just going to sit here pining after her, which I have been doing, and it feels like absolute shit. But were you pining so hard that you didn't bang anybody else? I may have, but (laughs) but that's not the point. That's not the point. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to say. In their mind, you're supposed to fucking wait. Well, I didn't know this, did I? I'm all very new to this. Very well, you should have fucking called me and asked me. I'm not. Oh, well, yeah, I should actually probably ask you. You are married. Fuck. <laughs> What's this podcast called? The Agony, aren't? What's happening here? <laughs> um, but no, you are right. I mean, it's just. I mean, that's just a little message for the listeners. As depressing as it may be, yeah. Just be the, your family, like my children. I'm I'm great with because I am on that. I'm, I think yeah. about them when I'm with them. It's great. Even from like three days out, they're still having a laugh. It's great. They have, yeah. they have to have fun. So that's always in my head. So if I know I can do that, I can do it with whoever is my girlfriend or whatever. That was, so, you know, it's like, and I think anyone listening to this, it really takes no effort just to look people in the eye and be polite and reciprocate a conversation and go, that's it. It's not hard. Well, I had to have a talk with my wife. Even when we got back together and she kind of understood what I was yeah, going yeah, through, yeah, yeah. I yeah. still had to have a talk with her. I said, look, you're going to give me these four months for this prep and I'm probably going to be a shithead. Yeah. I'll do my best, but I'm probably going to be a shithead. Yeah. But the rest of the fucking year, the other eight months or six months or four months, I'm not competing. Yeah. 
we'll be absolutely. we'll just we'll do whatever the fuck you absolutely, want absolutely yeah so it's kind of like i try to make that trade-off so that they get that there's like light at the end of the tunnel you know what i mean just going back to the whole what you do when you're broken up with somebody yeah she was supposed to wait too right uh-huh yeah she didn't either so oh well then she's fucked too well yeah but i was fine with it i was like well you're single fucking i'll put the water under the bridge eskimo brothers you know <laughs> but no we don't don't have to get into that my point being is if i think maybe it's just a man's perspective if you are single if you know you are you do you honestly never if i if i knew that you know there was the possibility to get back i would have used all these mistakes i made learned from them and applied them i never got a chance to unfortunately um but if you really don't think you're going to see that person again like yeah that's kind of I agree. I agree. If you're, I just actually have a friend going through a breakup right now. I said, look, if you never ever plan on seeing her again, go start fucking do whatever you want. Yeah. And the other thing is as well, I mean, it's not, no, actually it's not that. Anyway, Karen, you were saying something. I was going to, all right, let's skip over that. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, ask you how you're able to have kids. How many kids do you have? Two. How do you have two kids and you're able to show them the love that I mean, do you, you obviously you're, you're a good father. So how do you, how do you do that and still be like a full-time bodybuilder and not be how selfish? Do you, how do you get motivated to uh, go to the gym? You just are. You just are. Yeah. You just want yeah. to. So when I'm with my children, I just am that way because of that. You just, you have no choice. No, no, it's not even a choice. I'm just happy. It's easy to be happy and playful. Yeah. It's easy to be. Oh, so you don't, so what you're saying is like, even if like, okay, for example, like I, I saw, mean, I, ha- I have to make sure, I mean, if they're pissing me off, if, if like Leo's sitting in the back of the car going, hey, <laughs> for no fucking reason for like 20 minutes, I have to sit there going, oh, it's fine. That, that bit's, that's the bit that's the thing, you know, but, but yeah. So, okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. Cause I saw a photo once, uh, Fred Smalls put up. Yes. And it was like him and three of his kids, and they were at uh, uh, what's it called, fucking Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah. And in my mind, all I could think was, how is this guy three weeks out with like his fish and rice? Yeah. And he's at the Cheesecake Factory with his like three kids or four kids or whatever it is. And I'm like, it just it doesn't seem I, possible. I, I, do that. I do that. I mean, a lot. So a lot of the time when I have him, my son on a Sunday, we'll go to like a trampoline park. And there's yeah. five guys nearby. In the off season, I'll eat the five guys. But when I'm pre-contest, he eats the five guys as the milkshake. And, and you're totally okay with that? Totally fine, yeah. I, I wonder if it's because you're, the love for your kid is so great that you're like, I don't care. No, I think it's because I'm, it's just because I know in the off season, I'll get to do that again. Yeah. I also know there's pretty large sums of money up for grabs now if I do really well. So one fucking burger doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Exactly. He's enjoying it. So third, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, these are. I mean, there's a multitude of factors. Mostly the money. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that you're in the, now that you're in the, the upper tier, so we say. So people say the upper tier. Yeah. Now that you're in the upper tier of bodybuilding, mm. how does it feel going into into the Olympia? Because you do have enough points to do the Olympia. Yes. Uh, well, I got 16, and mathematically, I think it's impossible to be overtaken by two people. Keen Williams already has, because fucking he's done every show and done really well at all of them. Yeah. He's at 24, which is insane. Um, yeah. So I, two more people would have to get 17 more points on me. Than more. I might get somebody, one person might beat me. But okay, let's assume, let's assume nobody gets the points and you're at the, how does that, yeah. where do you think you're going to, I know you don't, people don't like to make predictions, but what are you okay. aiming for? <clears throat> okay. 
Um, one, okay, this I'll say what I want. The the correct answer, politically correct answer, Mike is top Adam. ten. Top okay. t- wait, top ten. Okay, amazing. Like the my personal goal is top six. Okay, Chris is telling me top four. <laughs> which is, but that's because Chris is really excited, and yeah. he was. I think you could probably be top four. And then I did a guest posing on Sunday. He saw the video and he texted me straight away and was like, "You can definitely be top four. Yeah, and I think that's just meaning if if I all the stars align like they did at the Arnold. But I yeah, bet I was there. Can I give you my honest opinion? Yeah, sure. We're friends, so we can speak frankly, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, I could definitely see top six. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with fourth. I mean, that's Chris. Well, wait a minute. The only reason I don't, I don't want to say four now. Yeah. There's only the history of the Olympia. It seems, oh yeah, I mean yeah. Oh, the, it seems I'm, I'm like they that. might they might make you like. Let's I, I mean, it's true, up I, it's true, but I did get third in the Arnold, which is quite unexpected. As well. I know that, but get, even getting top six at the O is huge, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like they would say, okay, let's throw them sixth, and then let's next year let's throw. I mean, them, I mean, the only thing is, yeah. I mean, the reason why, I mean, if you just break it down on paper, I've already beaten Ruli. It wasn't his best Ruli. I beat Cedric. It was a pretty fucking good Cedric. Yeah. Um, and I beat Kuklo, and I beat sort of fucking like all these all, uh, Josh Lanatowitz and all these okay, other guys. So who, are we, who are we talking about in the top six? We're talking Dexter, Sean Roden. I think Phil Heath's going to come back. I don't think he is because he's doing a tour of the UK in about two weeks, which would be a bit late in the prep for him. Okay, so let's leave Phil out of it. So we have Dexter, we have Sean, we have Brandon Curry, yep. Rolly Winkler. Yep. Uh, Rami's not doing it. No, Cedric's not doing it. Cedric's not doing it. Um, we have John De La Rosa. We have Juan, Juan Juan Morel. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. So have Juan. you beaten Have you beaten John and Juan? I've beaten John, not Juan. <laughs> not Juan. Yeah, John. Okay. John, not Juan. <laughs> so you're you're definitely. I mean, who are we missing here? We're missing Steve Kuklo. You but you've beaten Steve Kuklo. He's beaten me, and I've beaten him. So so it's a back and depends who shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. depends who's on. Interesting. Who else are we missing? Um, Nathan. Oh yeah, Nathan. He, I mean, he's he'll he'll absolutely be there. Yeah, Nathan's a fucking yeah you, uh, yeah Nathan. I could see if I had to. I mean, look, you're in the mix with all those guys. To be honest, like just being completely objective, not trying yeah. to save feelings or anything. Yeah, sure. I don't think there's anybody in that mix that you couldn't stand next to. Yeah. I don't know if they will let you beat Dexter. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll let you beat Sean, even if you're better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, irrespective of the placing, if I am still better or potentially, yeah, better, yeah, yeah, that's that's good for next year, you know. And it gives me something to work towards. But I know, I know for a fact I'll be better than I was at the Arnold because I had a really good rebound, even though I didn't do anything for a month. I st- when I went back into training, everything just popped, and it's it, so. I mean, I so Chris said to me today, he said like, you look about six weeks out. Yeah. Um, so and and but like everything's fuller, like everything's just a little bit. Even hopefully, gas posing. Yeah, that gas, gas posing you just saw was absolutely insane. So yeah, I was pretty surprised actually. Yeah, cool. you don't look uh, you don't look out of shape at all. Like you look like you're ready to go. Yeah, like I lost seven pounds since that. It was only three days ago. You've lost seven pounds. Yeah, it's coming off so fast because you're getting ready for the O. Like that's it. You started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as soon as like because I had some time off after the O, I didn't really do anything, and now I basically did nothing. And now when I'm now I'm doing something training everything's back on point i've been dieting about three weeks yeah but when i say dieting i mean i'm just eating whatever chris tells me yeah 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 and it's my body's just it's just fallen off so, that's great yeah, so let me ask you this because i i think this is a uh 
a big sticking point for a lot of people nowadays uh, because of Instagram. When you're in the off season, when you put on all this muscle that you have, not what you do now, because now yes. is probably not not the same thing you did to gain all this muscle. Yeah. When you were gaining all this muscle, were you eating like a horse or were you eating like a bird? Like what were what were you trying to stay lean or would you get like would okay. you real hard? I haven't actually changed anything since I started bodybuilding. Really, I've always done the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I've always eaten a, a, well, probably too much in the off season, but yeah. as I've packed on more muscle, I've just stayed stayed leaner as just a byproduct of having more muscle. So the first year I did, I was a fat fuck. And then I was still a fat fuck until the, maybe the last two years. I haven't been that fat at all. Yeah. Um, even though I've got up to the same weight around 300, I'm just not fat at 300 anymore. I noticed that the same thing happened to me. I mean, people would be like, how come you're so lean? I'm like, it wasn't always like this. No. no. I'm like, I was still getting up to 300 pounds when I was 22. Yeah. But it was like really gross. Yeah. Two, three, and now and then it got less and less gross. As each year went by, it got like. Yeah, I mean, it's like. You you also find as well now to just to get to like two eighty or two ninety, it's just you don't even need to do anything to even get there. It just happens like within a week. Fuck, Luke, I haven't worked out in two months because my tricep tear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still two eighty. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm off everything. I'm like yeah, resting. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm barely working out, and my body's just sitting here at two eighty. Like once I start yeah. eating again, I'm gonna shoot up to three hundred without yeah. without exactly. even trying. But, but that's just because you've been doing it for so long. That's but why I you, think people, it's real muscle. But I think people that see it on different social media channels and YouTube and stuff like that, they have this idea that we eat really, really clean, and that's why we stay leaner in the off-season. They don't understand that we eat the same. It's just our body grew into it. Yes, and, and it's just like I said a minute ago, by having more muscle, you're just gonna, you're, the amount of calories you're going to be burning. So if you're eating, say, five, 6,000 calories every off-season, one year you might be burning 3,000, you're, you're bigger. Now it's 3,000. Yeah. And the bigger you get, you're just you're eating into that calorie pool. That's a yeah. They don't. That's a really really good point, and I think that's a, probably the best way to explain it. Because you're right. I've probably been eating five or six thousand calories since I was 22. And your metabolism will adapt to it anyway, regardless. Yeah, but it's not. But I don't think that's the main point. I think the main point is the more muscle you have, the more calories your body's going to burn. So yeah, I'm still absolutely. eating this. I'm still eating the six six thousand calories. It's just my body's burning through three quarters of it. Well, the thing is, I mean, how many people really eat that much food year after year? Not many, which is yeah. why a lot of people are like, they're like, how do you get that big? And it's like, you know how to get this big. You you know how to do it. You just won't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and eating, everyone's like, oh, fucking bodybuilders complaining about eating. No, no, no. I'm not complaining, but it is yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. Well, it's not. No. Yeah. I'm not complaining by any stretch. What I'm trying to do is yeah. get across. This has been my main struggle for yes. the last couple of years, ever since like the social media thing has mm -hmm. really caught on. It's getting people to understand that this is just a lot of yeah, fucking that, that's, food. That, that's why that was my point was it's like, yeah. it, it's not, it's so people think they eat a lot. They think they know what it takes, but getting the size on isn't comfortable. Yeah. Like eating yeah. that much food, you're like all the time. Or they say they'll, or they say they eat that much, but they eat that much like once a week or one, they'll have one massive meal, but the rest of their meals are all small and shit. Yeah. And I think the other thing is a, you know, I was talking about this a little earlier with someone is people are scared to get fat. Yeah. They because, don't, of Instagram. It's because of Instagram. Right. I don't think people want to show. They're like, well, if I get fat, what am I going to have to post? Well, <laughs> I've solved this. Just become one of the strongest bodybuilders in the world. If you can, that's the, the aim is to be a Akeem Williams level strong. Um, and then wear baggy clothes and put impressive lifts up. 
Okay. Uh, you know what? That, really? I, know you're, I know you're joking, but this actually brings to my next point. There's actually... That's actually what I do. So. My, <laughs> listen, honestly, yeah. I'm, I don't know how you guys are doing it. Like, between you, Akeem, uh, James Hollingshed, even like Ian Valier, like some of these people, like some of your lifts are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I'm watching you do stiff legs with five plates. Me? Yeah. It was seven plates. Uh, it was seven? seven aside yeah okay like <laughs> well no but it's just the way i've always trained it's like that's the way i that's the that's just the, the way i have to use for that my reps it's just okay how do you i don't understand how you're doing that and don't say it's because i'm fucking old how are you doing that and not getting hurt because i couldn't do that even when because i was younger I've, because i've always done it but so i always, body, yeah so if you always got hurt when you were younger that's because your body can't do it Oh, so I'm trying to force. I did get hurt when I was younger. So what you saying? I'm yeah. trying to force my body to do something. So, so your your connective tissue might be a lot weaker than mine. You might be more susceptible to tears than I am. You know, and I think yeah. and I think that's because I've been. I my strength came to me way before the muscle did. I see. So the first time I ever uh, deadlifted, the first time I ever picked up a barbell in my life, I pulled four plates off the floor. Are you serious? Yeah, and I've never been to a gym in my life. I just picked it up. How old were you? Twenty three. No, twenty two. 22, 23, yeah. And that was the first time you lifted a weight? Yeah. yeah. So you started bodybuilding like at 22 or 23? Yeah. My first show was when I was 23 and I've been training a year. So this has been like a really fast progression, I'm assuming, like I'm guessing. It's been it's pretty like, quick. Yeah, it's been pretty quick, yeah. What are you, 31 now? 30. Yeah, You're 30? 30. I'm 31 in, in August. That's pretty crazy, man. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's... That's why I'm quite. I'm a bit more excited now because a lot of these guys that I'm quite. I'm in the mix with now. They they've been training like 15, 20 years. That's I've right. only been training maybe eight or nine yeah. in yeah. total. So I'm still growing. My body's still fresh. It's still doing stuff. I haven't pushed anything. Like yeah. Nothing like it's like drugs. Training. I mean, the only thing I've pushed is my training. Food. I could even eat more food if I needed to. Yeah. The only thing I've pushed the extreme is training. Drugs. Food. I've tried drugs. Everything else. Nothing. So for me, it was just bodybuilding to me the whole time i've done it it's always been my training and eating that's been my two things that i've always been so you're genetically gifted then Gen- I mean. yeah i mean i looked so when i was about 14 i looked like a men's health model oh fuck so you already had it all just just but but then i got <laughs> when i learned how to drive when i was 17 for about three years i didn't ride my bike anymore and i just got fucking fat as fuck did you really yeah and then um i lost it all i started playing in the, i started to play drums for a living and uh I was just always way, I got really lean again and I was just way bigger than everyone else. I always had big arms, big legs. I couldn't wear skinny jeans because my legs were too like big for the, because I didn't know you could buy bigger pairs. I thought we had to wear the same. And I didn't, <laughs> my legs were just, you know, they didn't yeah. fit. I've always yeah. had, I used to skateboard as a kid, so I've always had big calves. So, and I've always been muscular, always. So it sounds like your uh, life outside of building, bodybuilding is more like a creative, you're yeah, more, I'm, you're more I'm creative, not, artsy kind of person. Yeah, I'm not a sports guy at all. No. So you probably don't watch like football or soccer yeah. or anything like that. No, just... Do I fuck? No, definitely not. Obviously, you don't skateboard anymore. I wish I did, but no, I don't. I still play uh, drums. So the drums are a big thing for me. My wife bought me a set of drums last year. Oh, yeah? I tried to play. Yeah. Sound, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like shit. Yeah, good. And then I kind of gave up. And yeah. uh, I always want to start trying again, but it's like... When you started, did you just pick it up right away, or was it like hard? Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of what I've always been like. I will try something that I really want to try. If I'm just immediately fucking brilliant at it, I will stick with it until I'm really good at it. Yeah. If I if I want to try something and I'm shit, I'll just bin it off straight away. 
so like so what so i so i was obsessed with drawing so as a kid i could just draw so i could just if i could see it i could draw it that was just how i was always been so i always got really good at drawing yeah then um with drums i always wanted to play drums and i just sat behind some drums and i could just play them really not not well but it just came to me so quick yeah yeah. and and then i stick with it and i became really i I kind of eventually kind of was earning kind of a living out of it and then with bodybuilding because i loved it i was good at it now i'm just fucking going so wait a minute what does that mean when you say i made a living at drumming like were you in a band like how does that work yeah so i used to play in a band i actually uh, my uh the bassist dale he came in my house last night i haven't seen him since last year we probably got about 15 songs recorded that are good yeah and i think i might just put them out there why did you why did you stop uh, because it, it became like a job because so we we had labels and all these other interests and they were all trying to make, make us a certain way and we ended up trying to make music that would sell rather than music we liked. Oh. And they lost interest because we were so trying you lost, So you actually didn't stop because of bodybuilding. You stopped you just because you lost the creativity of it. And then, I, and then I started getting in more into bodybuilding, not training, but look like actually I was became a fan of the sport. I actually remember one of the last shows we played, I was watching the Arnold Classic live and play on my phone. Yeah. Um, and, and I wanted Evan Santapani to win. I think you were third that year. So yeah. I think, and I remember being in the band and we were, when we were waiting, when we were off the soundtrack, I was just going to my phone. And I didn't even train at this point. I just like bodybuilding. It's strange that the two don't really mix though. No, they don't. But I've always been into comic books. So the muscle thing. Oh, okay. Some of comic books and stuff. Cause uh, I'm a massive comic book guy. How hard is it to have kids? What do you mean? Well, I just, I know, I know it sounds like a silly question, but like me and my wife don't have kids. Yeah. Do you mean how hard is it to make them or how hard is it to actually have them? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I understand the making part. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> I can figure that one out. <laughs> Not in the bum for that. No, <laughs> um, no I thought that's how it was done. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. No, I mean, I mean. No, it's not. Well, I mean, I'm going to say this. They don't live it with sounds, me it, it, it looks really hard to me. They, they, they don't live with me full time. Um, so for me, of course, it's easy. Um, so, but I, have, I mean, there's a lot of time when I do have them for a brief period. And it's, it's not that challenging because they understand. And I, I mean, think about it. All I've got to do is make sure I do my cardio in the morning. I can do that before they wake up. Yeah. And train in the evening when they've gone to bed. My daughter's 15, so she can just watch. She can just chill yeah. on her own if she wanted to. Yeah. And as long as I eat my meals on time and train and do my cardio, whatever I do in between is their time. Okay, so wait a minute. You said your daughter's fifteen and you said yeah. you're thirty. Yeah, she was fifteen. So I you probably 15. so wait a second. So you think in your mind having kids is no big deal because you don't really know life without having kids. Well there's that as well, yeah. Yeah. So you had your daughter when you're fifteen years old? Yes. What's that like? Normal to me. Um I know, was, but like, like I mean like, I mean well, what was I remember when she told me she was like, Oh, I'm pregnant. And I was like, hmm, all right, let's go skateboarding. You know, I just didn't even think about it. I was like, cool. I, and I just, I just thought, cool, I'm going to be a dad. I've just got to do it. I've just got to do it. That's and it. That's, kind of, that's just how I've always been. If something's got to be done, it has to be done. I'll just do it. So that's how my approach to contest prep now. I just know that Chris doesn't want to do. I know what I have to do, and I just fucking do it. And then it, it magically it works. Oh. <laughs> you're, you know? not gonna, you're not going to simplify having two kids down to contest prep no but it's the i like mean you had I, to be scared at some point being a teenager with having a daughter no, because I, cause I, it's less scary being a teenager because you already have a house that's paid for above your, above your head from both parents so the baby's basically being born into two houses 
right. two families. So it's actually a lot easier that way. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying I recommend it, yeah. but it, but it is uh, it is easier that it is easier that way around. I mean, than I would imagine being say 2021 20, when you're struggling in a little shit apartment on your own. Yeah, that would be that would suck. I mean, luckily I was a bit older than that. So I was 23 when my son was born. Yeah. Um, and that was when I, st- I st- in fact, he was born the day that Phil Heath won the Olympia. I was watching the play-by-play. In the in the hospital? Yeah, he was born. And then whilst they were chilling out, going, sleeping, I was sat there watching the play-by-play. Whilst your wife was trying to give you the baby, you were like, one sec, I'm watching Phil win. I was, yeah, exactly. I was like, Wait, <laughs> Phil's won. Let's go. No, so, you know, they, they, um, so actually, what I remember happening quite well is Leo was born. He was put in a little tank. They put a little woolly blue hat on him. Asleep, and the nurses left the gas and air in the room, and they're like, "We'll be back in a couple of hours. We'll let you guys sleep." And I was like, "Fucking yes!" So I got the mask. No, you didn't. Sat there with the mask on, just going like, <laughs> no, watching the Olympia. No, you <laughs> yeah. did not. Yes, I did. Did you get you fucked up? Yo, fuck yeah, man! You just can't. You don't even know where you are. I didn't. Even, I, I came around and I was like, a new, I was like, I forgot, and I was a dad. Again. Yeah. So I came around. And I was like, oh shit! So it's like it was like <laughs> I got that. I got it twice. I got double. Happiness that day, but, the, um, but that was yeah, that was uh, quite a fun. But yeah, again, having it, having it. I mean, I was a bit older, so I just took it how it came. You know, that's, that's insane to me, man. I, I can't even fathom. Fuck, dude, I couldn't take care of myself. I still can't take care of myself. I can't fathom having a fucking son or daughter at 15 years old. It sounds just yeah. crazy well, to me. I mean, my mum and her mum were not very good at letting us do the mum and dad thing. I see. So um. Well, that's not that's not strictly true. It, what I meant was they were very supportive, so we didn't want for anything. They were yeah, there yeah. if we need if we needed something that we had it. So yeah, we never yeah, had yeah. to worry about things like that. That makes it easier for sure. Um, so you're talking about getting high at the hospital, and it yeah. it triggered a thought. Um, if you were into drums and stuff like that, did you get into the recreational stuff? <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair. Did you? Yeah, not not massively because I tell you why, because I'm the drummer, which means I got the most fucking amount of equipment, which means I'm done packing up an hour later enough with everyone else, and I'm the first in the fucking last twat out because I have the most amount of equipment. So no, actually, I didn't get to drink much or do any of the fun stuff because I was packing away kit. But you did some, but it was before your bodybuilding career, so oh, didn't way, way way before bodybuilding, yeah. So yeah, yeah. like I mean, but I was I've never been that much of a party guy. Like a lot of the time, because we, we all lived in central London at one point. Yeah. So what we do is we'd wake up in the morning, have a beer <laughs> for breakfast, fuck off to the studio and either record doing our recording stuff or we'd be practicing. So that was all we, all I did for almost a year solid. I had a job in a coffee shop at the same time just to make extra money and we just I just play drums all the time for a year. Yeah. And, um, have you yeah. have you thought about is your plan to grow brutal muscle into like your next career? Uh, I mean, in all fairness, I have let my business partner and training partner ben handle most of it yeah i have i mean i've got my coaching business as well with my kids ben and ben has his coaching business but ben's not a pro bodybuilder he doesn't care so he kind of relatively it's what he wants but he stays with diet he's a coach himself so he gets to run the day-to-day kind of runnings of it all and i just kind of oversee what it all looks like so we've got a web guy matt john the other owner and ben the other owner and then me and i kind of just agree things and you know because they're leaving me alone for the prep so do you find it hard to sometimes with my own business, like if I'm doing the merchandise thing and I'm doing hats and shirts and all these things, is it hard to get people to want to spend money on your? Well, Bruce business? Muscle isn't me. This is we wanted it to kind of stand on its own legs. It's not yeah. Luke's 
com. No, no, I know, but it's so I I didn't want it to be all about. So I don't even promote it even as much as I maybe should, which sounds stupid. But I'm trying to let it get its own legs. I want to get it. I don't want people to. Oh, it's Luke's website. I don't want that. Yeah, but I think you have to. No, I am. I still do promote it, but just I don't hammer it in people's faces. I don't think you should avoid that because. Part of the, I mean, that's why advertisers pay you. I mean, that's why Redcon's paying you. People want you to launch their business. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I share everything I'm tagged in. I do all that stuff. But I yeah. don't. And I post the trailers. Um, but I just, I, I'm not, I don't want to. I, I, the other thing is, well, I want to wait and wait until there's so much on the site that when people join, they're like, fucking out of the site's incredible, which it is getting there, actually. I think we've got over 104 hours of footage. Yeah. You've done a video, I've had Anton do a video, I've had Ron Partlow do videos, Dusty's done videos, fucking Blair Moan and Mike Francois did a video for us. Um, yeah. You know, we've got, we've had a ton of guys, Guy Sistanino, Jay Cutler's in one of the videos, we've got uh, Chris, we've got all my Arnold behind the scenes shit on there. We've got so much fucking good stuff on there. I, yeah. I just want, you know, we just need to keep getting that content in there and then i think it's then you can really it's not difficult to convince people of the product because at the moment it's still like well it's you know it's it's still early days so people aren't quite sure a what it is yeah and what's actually on the site they don't and they don't want to commit to it yet so yeah, yeah now we have the app we're going to pay we're going to offer up a year which you just pay for the year up front and you actually get two months free yeah um, and we're going to do some offers to try and get the membership up and then the word of mouth will start spreading because it is a fucking good site uh i have a few questions for you one of them is bodybuilding based yeah because i think people do want to hear some of your bodybuilding info yeah when you're prepping for a show because mm-hmm. i'm i think we're very different but I, i'm not sure so i'm gonna ask when you're prepping for a yeah. show are cheat meals a regular part of your week or are they something you don't look forward to or don't care about okay so when i when i have them, when i used to have them once a week and they were scheduled into my diet i would become obsessed with them I would be okay. obsessive. That would be my only thing I'd cared about, and I'd think about it all week, and it would depress yeah. the fuck out of me. Yeah. And then now I'm with Chris. I don't have cheat meals unless he says, "All right, burger and fries tomorrow." But then he tells me exactly what to eat, and yeah. I find that mentally way easier. I just get on with it. And about two weeks into a diet, the cravings are gone. And I've stopped caring about food. Really? Yeah. And but if I was having a cheat meal every week, I would just be obsessed with food. Is that my problem? Maybe, maybe because I actually find my relationship with food is totally different these days. Like even in the off season now, I don't even binge anymore. Even if I could, I'll just eat a few slices of pizza. And if I'm comfortably done, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Or I used to be like, fucking give me everything. <laughs> just, like, just everything. How, I could. How, okay. So from, from one binge eater to another one or an X one, how did yeah. you make that change? Cause I'm pretty sure so a lot just, of people want that answer so, too. So just, just by, just by working with Chris and not spending the whole prep starving was one of them. Um, I got fed pretty well. Um, and because I went for a whole long period without any junk food and I still had good food in my diet, like I had the cookies were still in there. I mean, I said bagels in there and some, and a lot of often like post-training I'd have for cereal. Yeah. Um, is, I, it during, is that during your prep? Yeah. All the way through. You just let, let you basically just merge it from my off season diet into the contest prep. So because you died, cause I think you dieted for the Arnold for like 20 weeks or something like that. I think like six, 18, I think 17, 18. Yeah. Okay, so do you think because you dieted for 18 weeks, you're able to keep some of those foods in instead of... Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and the other thing is as well, because I was so well-fed, it allowed me to train that much harder. Harder yeah. you can train, the easier it is to get in shape. And yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't stressing my body so much by starving it because I was fueling it and I was using the fuel. That makes sense? Yeah, I can't... I don't know if I could do that. For me, it's like I'm suffering or I'm binging. 
yeah. I don't, I mean, have... don't, get me, don't, don't get me wrong. It's like it's, every time each meal comes around, you're like, I'm fucking starving. You eat it, then you're okay. It's yeah. not like you eat it and you're still starving. That never happened. That, that's me. But yeah. I'm like, like, I'll eat and I'll be like, still fucking hungry. So when my cheat meal comes around, I'm like, I'm fucking having a cheat meal. And I go, yeah, but you know what? It, the thing is, it, it's worked for you. So I don't really think it's a problem. It's not working anymore. Is it not? Dude, the last prep sucked. I did. Fuck. My last prep, like getting ready for Toronto. I it was like, just like you said, I was literally waiting for my cheat meal. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 any yeah. fucking, any fucking day now. Like I don't, it didn't feel good. I didn't want to prep. Like it felt. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when you get, I mean, imagine being like a, like a drug addict. Yeah. Um, Cause it's an addiction. Food is an addiction. Every yeah. single human being is addicted to food, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah. It's, I agree. We have to have it. And a lot of people get, obviously get the pleasure from it as well. Um, we, and, and when you're starving, your body's telling you to eat. Yeah. But when you, when you get rid of certain foods and I start making my food a lot more bland. Yeah. So uh, like within like three weeks into that, plain rice with just salt on it. I'd be like, this is fucking amazing. I know. I know. And then I stopped caring about pizza and stuff. Didn't Just, care. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think for me, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. I mean, oh, it is for me too. But when you get rid of that, like you disconnect that every week, I'm going to get rewarded from just let the reward is at the end rather than yeah. every Saturday. Yeah. It, it, my whole mind changed from that. Just, I mean, I used to be exactly like you, man. I couldn't, I loved junk food. I couldn't get enough. I think I'm going to try your approach. I think the next prep, I'm going to diet a little longer Yeah. and try and keep more food in my diet. Think, yeah, keep more food in and just do more cardio. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty old school way of doing it. Like, you know, that's why I like that, to do it anyway. And like, and also, Chris. I mean, a lot of people I've spoken to say Chris is really. I mean, you said Chris was very low fat with you. Very my low fats, fat. My fats are really fucking high. So my carbs. Really? So, yeah, like I still having steak, whole eggs, salmon. Not Fuck! Butter. I wish. Like he's you know, just. You know what I didn't like about Chris? Yeah. And I don't want to badmouth anybody. Chris is a great coach. Yeah, oh, he's great. All my coaches have been awesome. I'm not going to, but the only thing I did not like about his diet was it seemed like he just took whatever I was eating in the off season. And he was like, okay, just do a little but, less. But that's the magic. But it's not the magic for me. I know, but it would be if you gave it, if you gave it more of a chance. Cause when you're working with Chris, you were in good fucking shape. No, no, I looked good. I'm not saying yeah. he doesn't look good. I'm saying mentally. Mentally, if he would have gave me more fats, I probably not, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have wanted to. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So in the off season, I ate a lot of fats. So yeah. he said, that's what you eat to look like that. So yeah. let's, let's, let's modify what you're already doing. So if you yeah. already had a load of fats in your diet, you probably would have left a lot of them in. What I'm saying is I was doing my own thing and maybe I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, that's it. So the more you, the first time you worked with Chris, so the first prep I did with him, I was starving all the time. Yeah. Second time, because then in the off season with him, it went back up even higher than it was before. When I did prep for the Arnold, for the first six weeks, I was having a burger and fries every, every rest day. So you're, that's just the way he'd done the diet. So the second time around, I was eating more food and more fats because he'd got me back to that point himself and he could see what was going on. You've got to kind of give it the time, I think. Chris. So I think the goal, I think the, the main difference is you stayed with him in the off season. Yeah. I mean, I would just send him pictures like every two weeks. Every yeah, week. yeah. You'd just be like, okay, you're not fat yet. Good. <laughs> you know. Keep eating, yeah. yeah. Keep eating, yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I, was, and I got to the point where I did my own diet. Not my own diet, but we worked ourselves. I said, if I eat more, I'll eat more and I'll tell you if I have. And yeah. I was eating... Uh, so I was training four days a week, so three rest days a week. And each of those days, I was having two burgers, two large fries, and two milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. One of those rest days. Um, and I was eating like a whole bag of cookies pre-training, a half box of cereal post-training. And like when I went out to Chris, I still wasn't fat. He kind of just didn't really touch it for about two <laughs> weeks. He just tweaked a couple of little things, and I dropped about 15 pounds. Yeah. Because he, because it's like, because I, I think it's just because I've been with him for enough time now that we know what we can do and can't do. 
Yeah. But I think it's also your training style. Oh, I, think yeah. if, I think if you didn't train the way you trained, you couldn't get away with you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't train pretty high. I don't train particularly high volume. No, it does, I'm not saying that, but just the intensity of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. you're taking three rest days in the off season. Yeah, yeah. You don't find it's too much. Nope, it's perfect. I wonder about that myself sometimes. I, I wonder think if the, I think the more rest you can give yourself, the better. Like, I wonder sometimes if that's why you're always so strong in the gym is because you're always rested and recovered yeah, and eating a lot of food. Yeah. So I mean, I'm eating more food on my rest days. Yeah. Well, I wonder sometimes I think about the injuries I've I've had and I'm like, maybe I'm just doing too much. Yeah. I, I get I get injuries when I do higher volume. So if I train lighter, higher volume, I get injuries. If I train heavy, heavy, heavy one, two sets, I'm good. Really? Yeah. So your your whole style of training is Dorian Yates style. Like it's not Yeah, so not- if I trained like you now, like you do a lot more volume, like you've done yeah. that for a couple of years now. If I did that, I'd get injured from that. Because my really? body's not no, it just doesn't like it. You know, I've never I've never ever tried low volume training. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I've, I mean, I've used a couple of John's programs and they're really good, but every time I've done it, I've got injuries from his programs. Not because it's not because of his programs, just because yeah. I'm not used to that level of volume and yeah. I can't. So he'll say like, yeah, dude, the last one, I'm fucking going to failure on like all of these sets and I can't get that mentality. Oh That's why. So I, yeah. so like, he's like six sets of squats, but you know, this one are like 70%. I'm like, what the fuck is 70%? Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. And then I know killing myself. So that's I think, that makes so much sense. It's probably why, because John would say the same thing to me. He's like, you're your worst enemy. Yeah. He's like, you, he's like, the schedule is four days a week with two pump days. Yeah. And you were doing like, and I was doing, my pump days were turning into workout days. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's what I was like as well. So I, I'm really good at zero or a hundred. That's how I am. Anywhere in between. I'm like, nah, no, no. That's me. how I am. That's right. You know so, what? Maybe this time, maybe I come when I come off this injury, I'm going to try your style. Yeah, um, I mean, it, you know what? You know, low volume doesn't mean heavy, though. You know, it doesn't mean dangerous. No, no, I get it. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, for legs, I very rarely go below 15 unless it's hacks or a barbell squat. So like, um, everything else is like 12 to 15 or 20, 25. Yeah. And then the only thing that's like the 8 to 10 or 6 to 10 range or 6 to 12, whatever, is um like hacks and barbell squats. Everything else is like a lot more volume, like higher reps. Yeah, yeah. And the same with arms. So let me ask you, you said something earlier about Tinder. What's that like? Cause I'm, <laughs> I've been married for six years and with my wife for 12. So Sorry, I, you're, trying to, you're trying to embarrass me, aren't you? Cause I've already told you I've had zero. <laughs> so you're fucking bringing it back up. You're like, so I was so dickhead. I was Tinder. No, no. How's that, how does that zero feel? No, listen, I'm being, All right. this is, a, this is the, okay. Let me finish. This is a dead serious question. Okay. Listen, Yeah. me and my buddy, we're both married and yeah. we both have been in relationships for like a decade or more. Yeah, yeah. So Tinder came along after this shit. Yeah. So we always like, I wonder what it's like. Not that like we're gonna go and like try and hook up, but like I don't know because I never, I never lived in an age where you could just put your fucking picture and some girl would be like, let's go bang. Is that what it's supposed to be? Well, that hasn't happened yet. Um, Okay. Two two things. (laughs) Two things. I am fucking terrible at talking to women. Yeah. Fact. Um. Thanks, mum. You can't be terrible at talking. You fucking, you can talk. I'm terrible. I'll yeah. say something like, I like your eyeballs, you know, <laughs> just, you know, like something. You know, eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Um, secondly, uh, so what we're saying, I'm terrible to the women. And also, yeah, secondly, it's really fucking hard to find a picture. I don't, sorry, right, put it this way. I'm a fully grown man, which means yeah. the amount of selfies I have on my phone is zero, as it fucking should be. Wait a minute. I, I, have, fuck, I have selfies. Yeah, but you're a look at you. You're a bit poncy. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, um, so I, I don't have any selfies. So I had to take one, which is horrible. Um, and then I deleted it. And then I think I've only got like magazine shots or stage shots or shots where I'm real grumpy. Yeah. And then like, the Iron Rebel ones, which are really nice, but I'm still like, just to- <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to put. I don't, I saw it like, and it's like, if I put, am I supposed to put photos of me and the kids or is that like a big no, no? Or is that like a good thing? I don't know. So what are you I trying just, to, I just you, buy a eclectic okay. mix, collage. Let's fix it. What are you trying to, what are you trying to get out of this? I just want to be happy with somebody really. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, I've always wanted one thing in my whole life, which is very weird for a man to say. Well, this, well, only because I never really hear it said, all my entire life, all I've ever wanted is a wife. And that's all I've ever wanted is a wife, somebody that's mine, just me and her, just kicking ass. Just, that's it. Just yeah, person. but the demands that you're asking of her is probably why you haven't found one yet. No, I'm not asking for any demands. I think a nice wife is not going to take it in the bum. Yeah, but they do. <laughs> they all do it. They all do, mate. Otherwise, they're not wife material as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, how many ladies listen to this? I don't know. What I'm saying. I don't think it, it's like two percent. Don't worry about oh, it. Okay, good. Sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> men, though. Buckle down. You're a lesson. <laughs> no, so uh, I've always, um, I've always liked the idea of just having a wife. Um, I've, and I got really close pretty recently. Um, but you know, like I think one thing is I don't want, which I think she always tried to do, was she tried to make me happy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. Make yourself happy. I'm happy. I just want to know you've got my back because you know I have yours. That's it. I don't tr- go out of your way to try and make me happy. Make yourself happy and let so, me make myself happy. And then we can, and then the, our lives will be, we, you know, it's that yeah. we're happy lives. Yeah, no, no, it makes sense. I mean, that's kind of how me and my wife are, but yeah. that's what I was going to ask you is, um, when you picture that perfect wife, is it somebody who cooks your meals and does your laundry no. and all that shit? No, no, you're doing all your own it's, shit, right? I, I've, man, I do it all myself now. I don't need to. Yeah. So you're not looking. I just for want, somebody. I just want somebody that's funny and fun and like, just, cool like a best friend really you know but you're not looking for like a domesticated fucking if that's what she is and that's what she wants to do cool if she's a career driven woman fine whatever she whatever she is oh wait a minute that's kind of what i'm getting at so it doesn't bother you so if you do because the thing is it's like you don't know who you're gonna fall in love with mate you don't know i have no idea i don't have a type like my all my last three exes literally couldn't look any different and i know but all personalities are totally different i guess what i'm trying to say is this it bothers me when my wife does too much shit for me yeah, yeah. It would, that like, would she, too. like when she wants to make me dinner, I'm like, oh, you don't have to do that. I, yeah, I kind of like yeah, feel yeah. bad. Yeah, so I, I do as well. But your, okay. wife work, your wife works full time. Yeah, she's career. So, she's, yeah, exactly. So she's a little bit of both. You lucky fucker. She's a bit I of did both. Look, I, I lucked out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially looking like that. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you fucking ugly fucker. No. Um, <laughs> I was, this was better before. It's just, it's it's just downgraded with age. Yeah. It's just the hair's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i think it's i think that's a weird thing for a, a guy my age to say because i've always thought that even since i was like 15 like wife kids my, like so my my idea was life scenarios wife kids live in the countryside have a nice kind of farmy house fuckload of animals i'm a f- top pro bodybuilder we love each other happy ending good that's that's you're my not a, you're not a city boy absolutely not um so you think you're gonna find you think you're gonna find a wife on Tinder? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, probably not. But I don't know what they do. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Am I supposed to use Tinder? Like, ben, my mate Ben was like, my trainer partner Ben was like, use Tinder, mate. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And 
Ben gets a lot of female attention, so that fucker doesn't need Tinder. I need Tinder, and I'll tell you how many likes I've got. Let's log in, shall we? Right. We're going back to her. I've got, I've got 17, actually. Show me. <laughs> Show me your photo. I want to see your photo. Oh, what's my photo? Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad one it's just me it's just me and my son sat oh bed. that's good yeah but i don't know whether it's good they're, they're just putting them off they're like he's got a shit dog and a kid <laughs> no no it's good because this you say you're looking for a wife so Man. that says hey i got a kid I'm it not- sounds weird i'm looking for if i was looking for a wife in that perspective i'd be on like some other website of course yeah. <laughs> but I've been spying one uh, from a country I'm not going to name. But the, um, yeah, it does sound really, I think it's just more just because I'm not really, I'm not a part, I'm not, I'm not very out there. I'm not like a cool guy. I'm not cool, basically. Um, So I need somebody to be not cool with me, but we, we think we're cool. That's what I need. Make sense? You mean me and you or you and the girl? No, me and the girl, not me and you, you know, me and the uh, <laughs> me and the girl. So I need like my own little other person. I get it. You know, it has to and I, I don't this is the thing you always said when you were saying earlier, do what kind of what kind of woman, what type of woman do I want to get? Yeah. I'll know hopefully I'll find out when she turns up. You know, I think it's just you you never know. Do you? She I might look totally knew. different again. I knew. I, I mean I kind of know because when you meet Listen. somebody like that, you're like, whoa. I'm dead serious. I blonde hair, blue eyes, large breast, large yeah. breasts, <laughs> large breasts, <laughs> boobies. I'm trying to be professional. Shut up here. I'm talking about my wife. So, um, so but, I, yeah. but I also, um, also wanted somebody that had fucking career ambition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so no, I, I mean, kind of like, I had it all pictured in my head. So when I met her, I was like, that's the fucking girl. Yeah. I mean, so, she just i don't know what i want i mean i think i'll know when i see her or yeah whatever. i thought i did but no um we'll see i mean i've learned a lot the last relationship i learned the last few i mean obviously you learn things so you know i've learned i've learned a lot so I mean, what's the longest relationship you've been in six years that's a long time or i've only ever been in like long-time relationships so i'm fucking now down a wife <laughs> that's <laughs> like, funny i think people have like, this really I, I think people have this really strange uh vision of what bodybuilders are oh it's, it's a joke because like, like, we're, like we're really hard and we're really cool we're like celebrities and we have like these jet set lives where yeah, we're it's like, like it's like people are like when people say oh, you must get loads of girls are you fucking joking I know. Sometimes, uh, you'll get their nan wanting to squeeze your arm <laughs> yeah. you don't, don't get the girls because yeah. the girls are like you look like you look a bit fat in clothes you look a bit weird. You're just a dumpy little marshmallow man. Marshmallow, yeah. Fucking sweating. So, no, the <laughs> girls do not like it. And then pre-contest, they're like, oh, you're veiny. Fuck's that? That's gross, yeah. It's gross. Ugh. So there's, and it, there's, I mean, bodybuilders are fucking gross. I mean, your, I mean, your wife, I'd imagine, does like it, right? Well, I met my wife when I was like 20 pounds lighter, so. Well, does she like it? Has she ever said, like, ooh, I like this? Or is she just not give a shit? I think it was too late. Like she fell in love with me. So by the time I got too big, it was like too late. Yeah. yeah. You ever, you never ever had that happen. You ever like been with somebody so long? They don't uh, look- know because, well, no, because well, kind of, because me and my son's mum split when he was about a year old, which is when I competed. That's when it kind of fizzled out with us. And um, that's when I started dating my ex before, who's actually an IFPB pro. Uh, she, when I met her, she was a fitness model. Yeah. And then she turned pro in women's physique. Yeah. 
So, so she changed uh, dramatically. So, so well, I did as well because I was I was doing my first British finals. I was still a really small, like super novice bodybuilder. So we kind of grew together, which was very cool. Yeah, but without without outing you too much, whether you want to answer this or not, I don't know. But when you left the relationship and looked back, were you like, "Wow, she looked a lot better when we started"? Uh, no, she looks her best now. Actually. Oh, okay, okay. Because she just didn't want the muscle. She lost all the muscle. She's gone back to being very powerful, feminine, and like she. She just claims herself back. I think she lost herself a little bit with the competing, put too much into that, and now she's putting it back into herself. So I would say now is the best she's ever looked, to be fair. You seem like you're able to talk about your past relationships with no issues. Are you friends with those girls? Uh, uh, kind of. I'm just platonic. I mean, except the last one. Um, yeah, I mean, I tend to always try and be nice. And then all my friends are like, why are you still just leave them alone? Because like, it's normally me that ends it as well. Um, I haven't checked off enough wife boxes. I'm like, right, <laughs> failed this last exam, you're out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's, I mean but in all, in all, like, in all honesty, uh, it's my, my fault that they don't work. And that's the truth. Oh, it's not your fault, man. I've been where you are. See, my life is a little different now because I'm 40. Yeah. But at 30, had you fucking asked me anything about anything, I'd be like, I don't know. If it's not related to bodybuilding, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's just how I was. Like, I didn't care, yeah. I, and I was one hundred percent selfish. I was like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking I mean, about. My, I mean, I was like, say, I'm not because I'm, I'm not a naturally a selfish person, but bodybuilding is, is just selfish in its in yeah. itself. It's without yeah. even, without you without you even meaning to be, the amount of attention you have to put on what you need to do in your day, it doesn't leave much for anything else. You're just inherently selfish, whether you're trying to be or not. Yeah, and that's it's bad, and I hate that part. Oh, it's horrible. I mean. Look, I'm a selfish person to begin with. Yeah. So <laughs> unlike unlike you, yeah. I, I'm a little fucked up that way. So bodybuilding made it a lot worse. And I just happened to find a girl that was willing to put up with it and wait, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. wait for I me mean, to grow the, up. The other thing is as well, like when I meet somebody, I don't want to just put up with it. I want her to kind of like come along for the ride a little bit with me because that's well, kind of, I don't kind of the last that. one. I, I mean, I can put it this way. I wouldn't have got third in the Arnold without her help. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she was well, there. Listen, I don't want to say put up with it. Summer, summer just wasn't just like hanging out, waiting for me. No, she's been there like for me and yeah, come along for the ride. I mean, that, that emotional support, isn't it? Yeah, she's willing to deal with like the shitty side of me. Yeah, and wait what, for the better it, days. Question for you: What, what went at the beginning versus now? What are her reactions when you're in a grump? Which before would you like fuck off and just like storm out, or now she's like, I'm going to have my mates. Before, mom. before we would fight. Yeah, till, like cats and dogs. Yeah. Now she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and go to sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's funny. We, we've been together so long now. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we kind of understand. And in the morning, it's funny. We don't even like apologize to each other. We're just like, hey. And we just like yeah. go about our day like nothing happened because we both well, know it's. it's well, apparently, apparently the other thing I used to do is in the morning, I'd set my alarm to go up and do cardio. And sometimes I'd just get out of bed and just walk out of the house and go and do my cardio and just go to the gym and do cardio. And I wouldn't even kiss her on the cheek, nothing. Yeah, I do that. I, yeah, but, yeah, but you're, in a, you're married now. That's, <laughs> that's legally binding. I'm still trying to like, I'm still trying to reel him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, I just, I mean, hearing all that shit at the end. When I, when I was like, in, my, in my defense, she's asleep, so I don't want to wake her up. That's why I don't yeah, give her she, a kiss. Normally, she, I'd like, I, I'd wake her up because I don't normally have to climb over her. Yeah. And I'd wake her up. And 
and the dog would start just going berserk and then she'd wake up and she'd normally sit up to see if, like to kind of be like and i'd just fucking walk out you know it's yeah. when you look back at it you're like what a dick why am yeah. I doing that? yeah it's a little silly it's just but it wasn't because i'm like i don't want to it's just i'm just like oh, i can't you know and it's yeah, just you're, in, you're in robot mode you're thinking yes, yeah exactly so from my perspective it's i'm not doing anything wrong i'm not even it doesn't even enter my mind but the thing is kind of what i'm trying to say is myself and other people need to need to understand that it takes absolutely no effort to remember your partner just yeah. so, if, so if i woke up and said morning babe give her a kiss and say yeah, I'm cardio now. So i'll be back in a bit yeah that's all you need to do most of literally the time. took 30 seconds it took less. It would have taken three point yeah. nine seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's oh, fuck it. You know, for next time. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I mean by I was saying. Going back to it, I said learn a lot of lessons. That's a lesson that I've learned is not to be a cunt. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say that. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. I, I don't want to keep you forever. I just want to ask you a couple more questions. So, what? Yeah. And this may be too soon for you to answer, but what's on the agenda? Like. Where do you see Luke in 10 years? Uh, Mr. Olympia. Probably my own gym. Married. <laughs> Quite a few more dogs. And the little farmhouse I was talking about with a couple of nice trucks in the drive. You mean all that in your heart? You mean it? No, that is happening. That's what's happening. Really? That's, that's what I'm saving all the money for you now. Know I, find, I find that fascinating that you say that. I've never, ever been able to say those things. Really? I could say, if somebody said, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I'd say, uh, you know, everything that's happened in my life, I pretty much said. Yeah, well, I have I, a couple of cars. I'll have a house, whatever. Yeah, but you but, have a fucking you have a beautiful house. No, no, I, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm yeah, proud of everything I've done. I'm saying I've never been able to say I'm going to be Mr. Olympia or I'm going to win an Arnold or I'm going. To, I've never been able to say those things. I, I didn't until recently. Um, not because I kind of think it. It's because so many people who know what they're talking about keep telling me that. Yeah, you know the amount of times I've heard future Mr. Olympia from people in and outside of the sport is crazy. No, it's true. It's, I'm just like, what? And I mean, Chris and Sean said it to me when um when they came to Mossworks, like five weeks out from the Arnold. So what's your plan? What do you think? Olympia and when? Three years? Three, four years, maybe? Three, between, three between, between two and five years, I would say. You think but the, the, it depends because I'm still progressing so quickly. Like if yeah. you look at the guest posing versus the Arnold, it's still, yeah. I'm quite a lot bigger already. Yeah. Just time. It's just time in the gym for me. Well, I don't think size wise you have an issue. I mean, no, but like, but the more, the more I'm training, the better developed I'm going to become. The more that's separated, right. fuller, rounder, harder, denser, you know, that condition's going to like look better every time. So you have your own podcast and now I have started a podcast and then you see a lot of these people online that are giving information. This is kind of one of the last things I want to ask you about because it fucking riles me right up. But I recently saw some video of a guy named uh, Dr. Tony Huge. Okay. I don't I know, know, the, you, I know the name. Okay. So he, they did, he did something with Generation X. I, I don't mean to shit on the guy, but he's, I don't think he's a doctor. Okay. Is and, he a lawyer? Yeah. I think he might be a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not huge either. So I'm not sure why his name's Dr. Tony Huge, but yeah. I don't know why these guys become so popular and his videos are just about how to take drugs. Yeah. Like if I was going to try and learn from somebody about that, wouldn't you try and find somebody who looked the part more? Yeah. Or just somebody who actually went to school would be a good way, a good place to start. Um, 
but Jimmy, does this does this kind of stuff rile you up like because when i watch these videos i'm like okay that's way more shit than i take oh yeah it always is it always is but the thing is you'll you'll tell a kid what you use and they'll, they'll just be like bullshit they won't believe you and so i told you and that's and it's like well, what do you want me to say then like what what i mean there's nothing i mean the people spouting out the biggest dosages are the people that people are unfortunately going to believe because it sounds more believable. But how do we fix things like Dr. Tony Huge and Boston Lloyd and like these guys who are just espousing like these crazy numbers that like I've never even approached. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's not even the, the, the doses as much as it is the, like this, the one I watched with Dr. Tony Huge or whatever he is, it was like, I take all these all this gear and then I take all these SARMs and I take all this and I'm like, why are you taking all these things together? The, the, well, I think a lot of the problem is that I'm not sure if these guys actually train hard or eat either, like as well as a bodybuilder would. There's no, cause my mentality is it is the training that defines you. Yeah. Like as a bodybuilder, you can fucking see it. So when I did yeah. the Arnold, everyone said to me like, you're, you just look a bit different than a, than a lot of the other guys. There's something different about the way I looked. And I said, it's just it's the training. Yeah. I fully believe that. Yeah, I, I think when you look at Phil Heath, it kind of you can see how he trains. Yeah, versus like Dorian or Ronnie, you can see it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people these days are lacking is the training. And people but, just don't. Okay, so, a lot, so a lot of these drug guys, because because I've heard Boston Lloyd actually say he used to say like training doesn't really matter. Just go and get a pump, taking enough gear, eat your protein, you're done. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. Which the more drugs you take, the less you will be able to eat because you will feel like shit. Yeah. So people forget that as well. So obviously these guys taking these astronomical dosages are not eating the food because there's no fucking way they'd be able to. But what I'm asking you is how do we take back the sport from guys who don't know what the fuck they're talking about? We're doing it right now. I know, but do we have to put out more specific information? Not necessarily because a lot of the time they don't. But on Brutal Muscle, we have Dave Crosland on there who is an expert on steroids. And uh, especially in this country, he's like the authoritative person in terms of the law as well. So he's, um, and he's done his documentaries called Under Construction, where he was using up to about 12 grams of gear a week. And he got up to 400 pounds, and he's only 5'9", 5'10". Yeah, yeah. Do you know Dave Crosland? So he's our moderator. He has our yeah. drug site. So on our site, we have a, a person who's an expert. He does blood work. We've got another, we've got a blood work link on our site. You can go there. It takes you straight to where you get your blood work done. Um, yeah. We have all of that on our site. So you cannot, so we, and there's trained by JP as well, Jordan Peters. He's putting out great information on drugs. So you've got myself yeah, with, with Brutal Muscle, with Dave Crosland. He has does loads of video topics on drugs and like what drugs really do, you know, and he's a guy who has used astronomical dosages and he's done it himself and he does not recommend it at all. So someone like him would be somebody I'd listen to. So I think what you're saying is the key is to promote people that we think are giving the right information. Promote the right people. We, yeah, because I, I, as IFBB pros, I don't think it's our job or our concern to tell people about drugs yeah. when there are experts out there giving that information out. So it's up to us to guide people to the correct information. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think people want to know what we're doing. I just don't know how to express that in a safe well, way. Remember when Dorian Yates came out with his cycle in MD and everyone was like, that's not true. Yeah. It was so low. It was quite low. Yeah. I 1000% believe that now. Not, I definitely believe it. You believe that was his cycle? No the, fucking the, way. I, I tell you, I'll tell you why. <laughs> yeah, because you're like in the UK, especially the gear we have here is fucking amazing. Is it really? It's, yeah. Cause it's, it's legal here. We, no one gives a shit. You just oh. can't. Um, it's easy to get all roars in. It's, it's just easy here. It's just the way that the way this com- country is. They, there's not much spent, not much the police time. They want to be putting away steroid dealers. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. 
So everything's relatively available um, and it's easy to get. And you do not need to be using anywhere near that amount because for the Arnold, my cycle is pretty much identical. Really, eh? Yep. And back in those days, everything was exactly what you said it is. So let's pretend the, the gear here isn't that good. It's probably about 80% as, it, as good as it was back then. Because yeah. back then, it was absolutely what it is. If you're having 250 milligrams of on that, that's exactly what's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these, all these kids, like saying they use like a gram of trend, two grams of trend. It ain't fucking trend, I'm telling you that. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Way. No well, Because if you go back to the 90s and have like, it'll be, it'll be like 15 parabolin amps. Yeah. You're telling me you could do that a week? No. <laughs> that's why I think the potency back then, he's yeah. Dorian, he did all the training the way he trained eight, he did that. Obviously, genetics, which I've already said. Yeah, and the gear was so real. You yeah, that. I absolutely believe it. I've made and, that. I've yeah. made that argument before. I actually, it's funny because somebody asked me once, "Do you think the guys in the '90s were way better than the guys now?" And I was like, "Well, no, you're not really. It's not really apples to apples. No, like, it's just. I mean, they. They. I think. See, my golden era is like Dennis Wolf, Bryce Warren, you. Yeah, you know, like that era, like ten years ago. That was my golden era because when I look back on that sick everyone's yeah. sick yeah um and but, but i remember back then everyone was shitting on everyone then saying the era before was better and everyone keeps fucking moaning but if you look at the physiques today they're really good you tell so me you brandon curry to- wouldn't do well like 10 years ago so do you think it's uh do you think it's a product of people just being like my era that i grew up watching was the greatest yes and that's I'm always so, going to be the a thousand percent oh, you there's undeniably there was times where the physiques the, the depth was better yeah but like, like Phil Heath could have slammed the door on Kevin Flex. You think so? I think so. Only because like Flex, uh, Flex Wheeler's legs were pretty shitty, and, and, and some like his quads were a bit like his quads looked a bit thin. As I don't know. When it's you know the time when he started when he started oh shit obviously but you know when his arms started getting a bit over big when he started like looking a bit suspect. <laughs> what you were gonna say? <laughs> his arms look a bit suspect. Yeah, and yeah. As he got older and his legs weren't quite as round. I was thinking more I think like that, yeah. I think I was Phil think- Heath. Think that. I think, yeah. But I, then again, you put. I think Dorian would beat Phil Heath. I was thinking like ninety three Flex Wheeler. Um, yeah, but I think the guys today would be so big. Yeah, because that's true. Because that ninety-three flex wheeler was like two hundred and twenty pounds. You know, so it's like yeah. you're never gonna know. Like you, you don't know. Yeah. Well, that's so funny because that's the one thing Kevin Lavroni said when he came back was, the guys are so much bigger now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. Yeah, I guess people just want to say that their era was the best or the one they grew up watching was the best. Yeah. And uh, I always considered the fact that just the gear was that much better back then. I mean, it might it might be, but it's like it doesn't. I, I think you've got to think about what gear really is. Most of it's just the like testosterone derivative. Yeah. But really, I don't think anything. You, I think if you're using enough, if it's all, if all of it turns out to be test, I'm pretty sure you're going to get enough out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to build the size, you know, because yeah. we want it's mostly the diet that takes the fat off anyway. Yeah. Because like you see natties that are just peeled out of their mind. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder so, how they do it, man. Because I'm not saying I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you need the gear to yeah. get. Yeah. I just I can't imagine being that peeled. Because well you remember their their muscles, there's nothing that's enhanced it, so every fiber isn't enhanced, it's all just naturally how it is. So it's that's not right. it's not further apart from each other, it's not kind of stretched out as it as it were. Yeah, yeah. So I think they have they just have a way more detailed look, but they're nowhere near as big. And they and their body is like at the capacity where it's not trying to give up muscle because it hasn't used hormonal support to get it there. So it's not yeah. yeah. So I, I think they can hammer themselves and get absolutely peeled out of their mind. They also have the most gnarly glutes and delts. 
Yeah. I know. I've noticed that. So are you still training a lot of clients? Um, I, yeah, I'm quite picky now actually, which is good. You know, I I mean, like, I don't like the whole, I don't like just kind of more generic checking once a week is your plan. Fuck off. I, I don't like that. I mean, it's very good. So what's I, your, what's your system for those watching or listening? I mean, so I just do everything as they come, as the person comes to me, I just work with what I've got essentially. So no, no, like, but I mean like, what's your process with the, with the athlete? Like, is it check in like every day? Is it check in? It, like- it honestly depends on the person, what phase oh, okay. it is. You know, okay. so off season, I mean, it kind of depends on the person, how often they would be comfortable checking in, what their schedules are like. The people that like, I will check in, twice a week forever they're great because they're the ones that do the best so it's kind of like whatever you give me i'll give it back to you so i see so how many clients how many clients are you training right now we're about 20 at the moment and how do people get a hold of you if they want coaching you get it through me uh instagram or just or my website luxando.com is all on there so okay um i don't want to keep you luke how is there anything you want to promote promote or any message you want to give before yeah, I, I mean, uh, obviously everyone i would like you to go and check out brutalmuscleonline.com if you want to like a fucking awesome bodybuilding site so it's just basically an online magazine as well the forums the articles the drug side of things and then we have our video section which is like netflix for bodybuilding so we've got loads of behind the scenes training videos lifestyles day in the life pro strongest man world strongest man competitors we've actually got two on there um, pro bodybuilders, top level amateurs, couple of powerlifters, you know, we've got everything on there. So, and way more to come. So very cool. And your merchandise yeah. comes out when, uh, I'm actually still in the process of doing that. So we need to get the designs done. So, I mean, just keep an eye on my socials. And as soon as I have something to say, like, I don't even know if the, the designs are going to turn out good. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I, I literally don't know. So I would, I would say within a month. All right. And the 2% of ladies that are watching, you know what Luke's looking for now? So he's available. (laughs) Anal life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Luke. I mean, if they're going to be a wife, they need to know the truth. Yeah. Hey, they got to know ahead of time what they're getting into. Exactly. (laughs) All right, buddy. Thank you, man. I I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for coming on. We'll talk soon.